Buenos dias. Good morning. Welcome to East Shore Unitarian Church in Bellevue. This is a very special Sunday. It's a special moment among the three faith traditions that are closest to us, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, with major observances overlapping this year. Ramadan, Muslims seeking to purify intentions, words, and actions. Easter, Christians celebrating humanity's redemption through Jesus' death and resurrection. And Passover, Jews remembering coming out of bondage in Egypt and liberation from oppression. This Ramadan, nightly prayers will not ascend if we fast each day but fail to speak out against all forms of hate, whether it be anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, misogyny, anti-black, anti-Arab, anti-Asian, and other forms of racism. If we do not take action to protect the trans and queer members of our beloved community, Muslims acknowledge that God is one and that all his people are one. The solemnity of Holy Week and the joyousness of Easter are hollow if we aren't willing to put Jesus' teachings into practice by housing the homeless, welcoming refugees, caring for the hungry, the poor, and the sick, and working to be peacemakers. We will not be able to teach or learn about Passover this year if we tell the ancient story but fail to connect it to the obligation we have today to end all types of oppression. As Unitarian Universalists of diverse faith traditions or none, may we recommit ourselves to celebrating theological diversity among us and practicing being a radically welcoming community in the name of justice, in the name of peace, in the name of love, let us open our hearts now in the spirit of community. A reading from Mark, from our singing the living tradition UU hymnal. Easter morning, on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb saying, Who will roll away the stone before the entrance to the tomb? They looked up and saw that the stone had already been rolled back, and on the right, they saw a young man. They were alarmed. But the man said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing, because they were afraid. Do you know who Mary Magdalene was? There's more than one story about her. I'm going to share a story by Anne Howard, an Episcopal priest. She wrote this story. Mary Magdalene was a Jewish woman who followed Jesus. She was the first to proclaim the Easter story of the resurrection. But the apostles, the men, did not believe her. 
It doesn't matter whether the story of Mary Magdalene is true or not, whether it actually happened, whether we have the proof that we need scientifically and rationally to hold on to the message. It's true enough to make us tell the story again and again. After the crucifixion, Mary Magdalene staged a protest in the court of Caesar in Rome. She had a mission. She went to Rome to protest Pilate's miscarriage of justice and to announce the resurrection. As Mary Magdalene stood to speak, Caesar was about to eat an egg, a hard-boiled egg. When he heard her announcement of the resurrection, he held up the egg and said, He can no more be raised from the dead than this egg can turn red. And there, in his hand, the egg turned red. (laughs) And by the way, that's why Eastern Orthodox Christians dye their Easter eggs red as a reminder that God can always do something entirely unexpected. And I would add that it's also why it's important to remember Mary Magdalene, for her courage, for her speaking out the truth, for bearing witness to a horrible crime, for presenting herself, risking her life as a woman, at that time, before the authorities to demand justice and proclaiming the good news of the resurrection, believing in the possibility of new life, even as she stood witnessing, even as she wept at the foot of the cross. In most Unitarian Universalist churches this morning might be tension among those who believe in the resurrection with a capital R, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Those who understand resurrection with a little r as a transformation of the self. And those who celebrate Ostara, the goddess of spring and dawn and those who would rather just focus on the beauty of the flowers and think about chocolate bunnies afterwards. I will count myself among all of you. Yes, I celebrate all of the above, including flowers and bunnies and chocolates. Because we proclaim and encourage each other to practice theological diversity, I believe it's important to remind ourselves that our faith Unitarian Universalism is deeply rooted in Christianity and that we who believe in the resurrection need not feel like outsiders or like people yet to attain enlightenment or grow out of it. To be sure, it would be easier to just focus on the flowers and skip the biblical stories altogether, wouldn't it? But if we look at our chalice, even the story and the history of our chalice reminds us that there was a cross in the beginning. There was an off-center cross to signify that we are part of a tradition, but that tradition is not central or dogmatic, right? 
that we leave room on the side for other traditions. So if we are truly the theologically diverse congregation we present ourselves to be, how do we embrace our religious diversity? Do we water down certain holidays? Does it mean I have to believe exactly what you believe? Of course not. Of course not. It means that I get to rejoice with you. I get to shout hallelujah with you. Because I understand that our spiritual journey is a source of strength. And it's not the same for everyone. It's very unique, very personal, very intimate. I consider this a mystical experience Understanding the resurrection for believers means that we're guided by Christ. His presence in our lives encourages us to turn our lives around, right? That we want to experience rebirth, whether it's about recovery, whether it's about healing relationships, or like that prayer card that we read telling the truth in love and then listening and thanking that person. Like that's a resurrection, I think. That's an example of transformation, of a change that is life-giving. For those who experience the presence of Christ in our everyday lives, it means practicing loving our neighbors as ourselves. The Reverend Carl Scovel explains in an Easter faith that the resurrection comes with the recognition that any of our lives can always be transformed and begin again. I know there are people struggling right now to begin again. I know that there are people just celebrating sobriety in this breath maybe the first 24 hours, maybe the 24 years that seems particularly hard today. Maybe that relationship has lost life and is taking life away from us. Will we roll away the stone? Will we let the light and the truth in? Will we listen to our heart? The resurrection comes with the Christ within us breaking forth as if from the tomb, inviting us to be reborn, perhaps a rebirth of a self that we have forgotten or we haven't really been taking care of lately. Innumerable resurrections will happen again and again, so don't lose hope. We are sending you light. We are sending you love and encouragement. By experiencing the risen Christ or transformation or speaking the truth in love and listening with an open heart, people have stopped drinking, 
have changed jobs at great risk, have held their ground before dictators. So many ways of transforming ourselves and the world. Tiny little ways. The way we greet each other. The way we join in actions to promote freedom and justice and peace. The biblical accounts of the resurrection are not stories of springtime, of the earth coming alive again after the harsh winter, or about bunnies or flowers. They're about the disciples being terrified. And I was writing this homily as I watched the news, and I am terrified. I am afraid. We who believe in freedom and justice are terrified with good reason. Those who are supposed to protect us instead abuse their power against the most vulnerable among us. We who believe in freedom will not rest. Like the women who remained at the foot of the cross, we bear witness and we denounce injustice. We Unitarian Universalists have been called Easter people precisely because, like Mary Magdalene, we get up and we do the work of telling the story, of testifying, of denouncing evil, becoming prophets to dismantle systems of oppression in the name of justice, in the name of love, proclaiming that another world is indeed possible, a world that can only be transformed by love, with our help. This morning's Flower Communion is both a beloved UU tradition celebrating community and friendship and a reminder that beauty is a source of joy readily available. It's a source of optimism during the difficult times. It can also be a way to resist evil and hopelessness the feeling of being stuck, being in nature, paying attention to the tiniest little flower, to the moss, to the rain, to the trees. If we pay attention, if we listen, we will feel a transformation happening. My colleague, Reverend Molly Hush-Gorton writes, is new life possible? Is love stronger even than death? The question itself invites us to rise up and to live as though it were true, to make it true in our living. The lesson for us is this. You can crush love down, bury it, cover it over, but it will rise. It will. It will reach for the sun, and we will reach for each other. We know Easter intimately. We have been through the fire more than once. We've seen death and loss and the results of the imbalance of power in our world. We are witness to the frailty of our own human bodies and we have experienced multiple deaths in our time. This has been hard. We've cried. 
we've grieved. And yet, as unlikely as it seems, in the soil of that pain, buried deeply, something has inevitably been seeded and is growing within you. Within you. Within you up there. Within you, choir. Within all of us. The Easter story is here to say that loss, whatever it may be, is part of the human experience and that it's important to give yourself space to grieve that loss. And even as you grieve, this pain will serve as soil that allows seeds to start to grow into something beautiful and new. This is how we put the world back together, my friends. When the world falls apart, we let what needs to die, die, as hard as that sometimes is. And we don't forget what we've been through. We don't forget what we've witnessed and learned. And we make space. We make space for what is next. Something is waiting to give us new life. New life is here, within us, among us, and beyond these walls. And love will have the final word. Even if that word is just a whisper, or a question, or a wild possibility. Communities formed and nurtured in love will rise up for and with each other again and again and again, and we will tell the story. Even when everything is uncertain, even when we are grieving, even when the losses keep coming, even when we are forced apart, when we are weary, let us keep reaching for one another. Let us keep rising in love. So, beloveds, whether you believe in the resurrection with the capital R or you'd rather just expand the meaning of resurrection to encourage us to transform ourselves and to make meaning of that empty tomb, to breathe life into ourselves and our beloved community, this Easter Sunday, allow yourself to be inspired, to reaffirm your passion for social justice. Think about What is it in your life that needs renewal? What needs to be discarded? What is something or someone that is just not life-giving anymore? How will you breathe new life in your relationships? How will you bear witness to injustice and proclaim the good news that transformation and new life is indeed possible beginning with you. As you think about this, as you contemplate the flowers, I hope you feel the love of this community, of the universe, of the mystery, giving you strength and hope, holding you up and inspiring you blessing you to rise up to greet 
this new day. One truth that we can all bear witness to is that we have each other. We raise each other up. And together, we can breathe new life into this bruised and hurting world. Amen and hallelujah. Happy Easter.